Hi, boys. How's it going? Hi. Hello. What's up? That's, that, yeah, that's, he's already gone. Oh. Uh, I, th- I thought we lost the sandwich already. Like two seconds oh. in. No, no, I'm here. Oh, speaking of the sandwich, I have a funny thing uh, to say right off the top. What's that? You know how every week uh, during the during the plugs, uh, we talk about our social media, and I always say, you can find me over on the Xbox One network, uh-huh. uh, bringing law and order to a lawless West yes, sir. with people uh-huh. like Cousin Dave, Uncle Eric, um, Jay Ham, Mumbles, and Mr. Sandwich. As you right? do, yeah. But Sandwich... In, I think it was last week. He's like, oh, I'm bored. Oh, I'm bored. Blah, 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 blah. Sounds about right. And, or whatever he said. Well, the, two things. One, we've started now fluctuating between Red Dead and going back and doing GTA 5 a little bit. So if that excites you a little bit more, Sandwich, you can always come on in. Actually, uh, But the other thing is, <laughs> we were all talking about it. And um, we were, you know, all of us that were there were talking about it. We're talking about how we miss. Uh, the sandwich playing the game because you know the couple of times that he did and we had like full posse stuff we had a lot of fun we were playing we we did we did fun things and the, so the sandwich, what we like, did hold was his weight during these games too what's that the sandwich like hold his weight during these games like is he actually no he's productive? very good he's no no he's a very good player okay. and no no uh uh-uh, it isn't anything like that it's this is purely we just and this is one hundred percent true just miss playing with him right. So, uh, so as you may know, when you're a posse, um, you get a camp. I mean, you can have an individual camp as well. But when you're a posse, you have a camp. So we have a camp for the posse in it. You yeah. know, you can, it moves around and that sort of thing. It has a lot of things in it that you need, like, you know, stew pot and weapons locker, places to sleep, change your clothes, place to access your mail. It's just like a, you know, functioning house i guess for all of the people in the posse well we recently got something um and we dedicated it uh to the sandwich uh we (laughs) we got a dog uh we got a husky puppy (laughs) and we named it sandwich (laughs) so we're always now we're always playing sandwich because whenever the camp's open when we go in everybody pets the sandwich so, so there you go. So if you pop back in, sandwich, you can meet uh, the sandwich? dog who was named after you. Your predecessor. He's be at our camp. How does so that make you go. feel, sandwich? You've been demoted. Uh, uh, he doesn't not demoted. care. No, I do care. All right. After I said that the other week, I've been getting in Red Dead a little more, actually. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. what a coincidence. We'll probably be be playing right after the show, Sandwich. So, you know, if you want to pop in and, you know, yeah. Not tonight, but during the week, yes. Okay, fine. That's fair. We're we're trying to do a streak of dailies. So I'm on like, I don't know, nine days, I think now. Damn. Anyway, Red Dead aside, I understand um, that there may be other news. There is other news going on uh, today, sir, but we have a lot of stuff to talk about uh, in general to, to kick things off. Uh, in episode 583 of Geeks of TNG, uh, the one we're calling right now, One Damn Minute, to highlight... Uh, Can we hold one damn minute and, and have... Sandwich, do you need those glasses? Because you look see? like some yes. other kind of otherworldly being with glowing eyes at certain uh, angles. Well, I'm fucking blind, but I can go without it. Great. Holy fuck. Yeah, I'm going to read like oh, this. Oh, God. Now. Okay. Right. Oh, man. I don't know right. which is worse. The ungodly being with white eyes or the close-up. Never mind. That Just will haunt me in up. my dreams. Um, so on that lovely note, let's kick off with uh, our Patreon. Patreon.com slash GeekStuffTNG. Uh, for a buck, you'll be able to join our lovely Discord service. Uh, Discord is basically a uh, uh, chat room just kind of for people who are following the show. For $3, you'll get the latest show a day and a half early, which is usually Tuesday night, and a sneak peek at the prep sheet. For $5 or more, you get the weekend bonus show, uh, which is kind of uh, something that has to do with sandwich. Get away from the camera. Oh, my God. Put the glasses back on. <laughs> uh, which is I'm going to go Roddy Piper on you. Weekend Put bonus the show. glasses <laughs> on. A, it's a weekend bonus show. It can be something that's in-depth. They're kind of like an op-ed kind of thing. 
with as well as a vintage show of uh, Big Kev's Geek Stuff. And for $10 a month, you'll be able to see the show live, uh, assuming that uh, Sandwich does not break your camera during these extreme, uncomfortable uh, close-ups. So again, that is patreon.com slash geekstufftng. We want to recognize that uh, superfan Sergey is uh, is joining us tonight. Indeed, in the chat, as well as uh, Huracan Li. Fan. I don't see. Uh, I don't see Will, which is really strange. Hope he's not dead. Nah, we'll be there. Will, Will jumps on at one point for sure. He's he he has a more better streak than any of us do, probably on this show. Um, and West Coast Scott. Hope he pops in. Oh, that's a guarantee. That's a guarantee. West Coast Scott, I have to tell you, West Coast Scott is a good egg. And, you know, I want to give congratulations out to he and Mrs. West Coast Scott, uh, who are in the process, I think, of adopting their second child. So good on them. Oh, good for them. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, good on them. For sure. Yeah, um, he's great. I can't wait. You know, in just a couple of weeks, I would have been at uh, West Coast Scott's house. Um plotting how we were going to get as much time as possible inside of Galaxy's Edge in, in California. Um, but, you know, pandemic. Yeah, but, but that little thing. Uh, I know that uh, Sandwich is probably upset about that because that that's probably a room that he was going to be staying in once he visits uh, California yeah. again. <laughs> so, so two-thirds. I heard he's been banned from California. <laughs> two-thirds of us <laughs> are very happy to hear about that news. So there's that. Um, what is that sound? Is that Rocky? He's at such a distance. I don't know. I I don't think you're talking about him. I hear like it's not me. I don't know. I do not know. Uh, I don't think it's being recorded because I can't even hear it right now. Whatever you're talking about. Um, but all right, boys, let's jump into the news uh, because after another week of oh, careful, sir. Uh, after another week of social distancing and pandemic craziness uh we do have some really happy news that we could talk about right off the bat here yay uh animaniacs confirms that pinky and the brain uh excuse me animaniacs actor confirms that pinky and the brain are returning uh it's gonna be after a 27 year i don't even know if we should call it a hiatus because i feel like we, we kept getting like snippets here and there of uh pinky and the brain and animaniacs all the time so it almost feels like we were. We had there a, wasn't we had really any new stuff. The stuff that we were getting was Rob Paulson and Maurice Lamarche going around the oh, oh and all the Animaniacs going around doing like the live concert stuff. Yeah, but you know, honestly, I mean, that was that that was good for me. We even had like updates of the what was it? Was it the U.S. the 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 countries in the world? The world, the, world, the countries yeah. of the world. Yeah. yeah, there was there was the update for that, which I thought was was fabulous. Um, you know, you you haven't really lived unless you've seen that both both of them. Um, I can't remember. Is it Jess Harknell? I think that's the guy who does um, Wacko. Um, Rob Paulson does Yakko. I think, or am I getting him wrong? I can't remember. No, Jess, Rob Paulson definitely does Yakko and Pinky. That's for certain. Jess Harnell he's a friend does of this. Uh, he's a friend of this program. Actually, he was hanging out in our booth at New York Comic Con, not last year, but the year before. Okay. So, up oh, there we go. Who had the over under on three minutes? <laughs> and we lost. Uh, we we the Instagram's not working, and but I do see Will kind of. In there, the so Instagram's working. Oh, not working. You don't see Instagram? No. Let me jump back onto the. Let me refresh right now. Oh, okay. okay now should... it's working for me. Um, I see Will. What I don't see is. There we go. The sandwich. sandwich back in focus. But the fact that we have the Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain coming back, I'm okay with this. Yeah. Oh, me too. I mean, you know, in addition to being really funny cartoons, I thought they did provide a bit of social commentary, which I enjoyed. Absolutely. And, and I think those uh, old cartoons uh, hold up extremely well. Um, I, I, if anything, they're probably, I feel like they may be funnier now than what they were then for, for the target audience. Um, <laughs> and I just hope that they kind of keep that formula uh, damn near the same. Because if they were down or try yeah. to make it too PG... Um, you know, they try to be too sensitive. Maybe it, it doesn't. It's not going to work the same way. 
No, I think they should, not only do I think they should keep the formula of having, you know, there was what, like five different sort of cartoons within that show. There was the Animaniacs. There was the, there uh, was Pinky the, and the Brain. The, brain. There was the Good, good Feathers. Good Feathers, yes. There was um, the Singing Hippos. Well, I don't remember what that was called. There was, I, I can't uh, think There of was Mindy, Mindy and yes. the Dog, which also I don't remember. Um, and am I, for, I feel like I'm forgetting what, but they have those other little ones in the middle, like Chicken Boo. And good idea, bad idea. Yeah, you know, but, those really short ones. I mean, it was all stuff that was filler for around Pinky and the Brain and Animaniac. Oh, oh, it's Slappy Squirrel. That's yes, the other yes, one. yes, yes. Ah. So yeah, I hope they keep that uh, that same formula and maybe even add. I wouldn't be upset if they added one or two, uh, like maybe new kind of new members to the group. Sort of, I wouldn't be upset about that. No, so. no, that'd be fantastic. Sandwich, have you watched any of that stuff? So this show really, I feel like it was at its height when I was like a small kid. So I do remember watching it as a little one. So for me personally, it's really awesome to see it come back now when I'm a little older and I can appreciate things more. Because, you know, as I've gotten older, I've gone back and watched old cartoons from when I was a kid. And it's funny picking up on all the little jokes that I didn't understand as a kid. Like, oh, I don't understand that 10 second cutaway joke, but sure, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, Animaniacs is brilliant in that way because it was one of those cartoons that appealed to both adults and children because they did put content in there for everyone. Absolutely. So, and that's like South Park does now. Well, South Park's a bit more adult, but like the Simpsons have done that for years, Mm -hmm. you know, and I mean, there's, it's, I think it's really good when they can get things on a multiple level when there's, uh, when they're appealing to adults. On, a, on one level and kids on another level, it's really it really does well for their demographic that they can appeal so broadly. So, yeah, right. good for them. No, for sure. Hopefully this becomes a, a success and, um, you know, this brings a new, another generation of kids into the into the fold with these cartoons because they are they are fantastic. And hopefully it boosts some sales maybe for the older cartoons too, and DVD like box sets or something like that. So, Absolutely. well, well, they're all on. They're going to be on. Hulu. No, they're on Hulu now. Actually, all of them. Are they? Yeah, they're uh, all yeah, on they are, Hulu. Um, and uh, ad- additionally, I think it's important to note that the entire voice cast from the original show is coming back. And yeah. I think Rob Paulson said that that is quite a compliment to them because, you know, they've been doing, you know, they've gone on and done other voices for different things. I mean, Rob Paulson, I mean, he, he practically anything that has a voice in it, he is done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, something for. So, you know, I mean, that guy's amazing. I mean, and, and what a really gracious and a really terrific interview as well. So, um, yeah, so good for good, good, good on them that 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 uh, good on Warner Brothers, I should say, for keeping all of those original voices. Um, I think it's great. So wait a second. If it's going on Hulu. Doesn't that mean it's going on to a Disney platform? It's on Hulu now, and Disney is the majority share, not the sole share. Okay, that's what it is. That's what I was mixing up. Um, and but, you never know. I mean, it could always bounce. If Disney decided to bounce it, they could bounce it. But oh yeah. why? No, no, no. You know, Listen, like, as long as we I, get something I'm, popular, I'm sure Animaniacs is popular. They, you know, they lost, just to put it in perspective, they lost South Park. Very you know, true. South Park's been on Hulu since Hulu started. Mm-hmm. And they lost it. They lost South Park is now going to go, which I think for Matt and Trey, I think is a really dope. I I mean, dope, like stupid idea is they've they've sold the rights. Um, They've taken the rights from Hulu and they've sold them to HBO Max of all things, which I don't think anybody's going to get. Who's going to get HBO Max? And they're not going to be on HBO Go. It's only going to be HBO Max. And it's like, well, who the hell? You know, like I get it. Maybe they cut some kind of movie deal or something. I don't know. But the the point is, is I think they've just uh, they've limited the audience that's going to be able to see that show. I, I th- also think they're playing so much with uh, the uh, you know the 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 casino money right now. Like they're they're doing well enough right now where they're just letting it ride and they they can afford that opportunity, um, whether it works or not. So. So we have a brand new uh, trailer for Rick and Morty that dropped uh, this past week, and honestly, like thank God, like this, we kind of needed like a nice breath of fresh air, some really good news. Uh, was it addition. the samurai? Was it the samurai trailer? 
It was the Samurai Trail. Yeah, the one that had the, the lone wolf and cub kind of feel yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. For another five episodes, which is happening May through the 3rd, which, yeah. honestly, thank God. Like we, we, This is a damn good time where we kind of need something like this. We need Did they the, say it was five episodes? Five episodes, sir. Oh, I, I didn't read that anywhere. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just heard that they were coming back. I, I didn't know that it was only five. Yep. Um, which, so when did the last few episodes end? Was it two months ago now at this point? No, <laughs> longer than that. Was it? Was it like October? Yeah, it was like October. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. I mean, don't forget, there was only five episodes, and everybody, it, I think, I want to say that they started in late September and they were done by November, I think. I could okay. be wrong about that, but I okay. think I'm, I'm right. Gonna, I'm going to check that. Um, but either way, I mean, um, I mean the trailer. I mean it's Rick and Morty, so it looks fantastic. Well, that that short that they did, that sort of Lone Wolf and and Morty's <laughs> short, <laughs> I think was brilliant. And a lot of people actually sent that to me and were like, you know, have you seen this? And I was like, of course, you know, like I've seen it a hundred times because it's brilliant. Um, but yeah, I mean, such a. I mean, it really is great when they kind of incorporate those characters into those other styles like they do, which I think is really excellent. Yeah, so I mean, hopefully they... I, I, I'm, I kind of like... like that, that one trailer was enough. I don't need to know anymore. Um, and honestly, if they just kind of keep on dropping like five episodes at a clip like this every you know quarterly, I'm kind of okay with that. I kind of like the way that they're going to go about it. Uh, if they make it ice like an isolated like one arc kind of storyline, I'm still okay with that um, because I had no problems with the last one. I thought it was pretty good, and uh, you know what? Like perfect timing. Like I wish it dropped uh, like a, like about maybe a week or two ago. Like it would have been kind of nice <laughs> during all this pandemic stuff. Sure. Um, but you know what? This this is the kind of good news where I think everybody kind of like united and be like, yeah, we need this right about now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for those here who are wondering, Rick and Morty last aired December eighth. So okay, been, so so it was October into December then. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a minute. So more Rick and Morty is always good. Yeah. Uh, right. I hope we have an actual story. Not that I didn't like the last season. It was good. I just I liked how they had like a story in season three. Yeah, like, that was. I, really I kind of hope maybe they maybe they pick some of it up. I don't need like a whole end. If they could pick something up, that would be kind of cool, personally, for me. I, I like when they have the understory running through it, because you think they're going to go somewhere with it someday. I hope that's true, like the fake, like the evil Morty. Oh, yeah, the Morty who won president or whatever it was. Of uh, Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of little dangling lines, you know, things like that, that they haven't really addressed. I hope they do. I wouldn't mind another uh, TV episode or another... Uh, what are they called? Morty's Mind Poppers? The hell, what was it called? I don't know. Where they went up through all his memories of just crazy shit Rick and Morty did. It's where they do interdimensional TV. I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Interdimensional TV. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was a good one. I'm oh. ants in my eyes. <laughs> Whatever his name was. <laughs> um, what'd you call it? I put in the story about Diamond uh, uh, comics again. I don't know if we really feel like talking about Diamond. We. It's, it's, it's again, it's another one of the conversations about uh, publisher, uh, excuse me, the publishers versus Diamond versus uh, comic book stores. Well, um, I'll tell you this much. What's up? Um, they had a plan in place and they even announced, they put out a press release saying, no, we have a solution. We have a plan. And within 48 hours, so many um, uh, comic stores uh, and retailers um shot that plan to hell that they canceled the plan <laughs> because apparently the plan was terrible whatever the plan was apparently it was awful wow but so they uh yeah so they put the nicks on that plan but um yeah from what i hear um yeah everything is the same status quo i haven't heard anything about new shipments or anything like that which you know isn't great obviously for comic book stores um but at the same time it's like you know, you, you try to look at everything from all perspectives, right? So mm -hmm. from the perspective of the publisher, they got to have people in there working in order to publish books. From the perspective of the, you know, the supplier, which is Diamond, they got to have people in there to pack those boxes and ship them out 
you know, and then that puts the shipping people, you know, who are already out there. So, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, I think they're doing a great job and all that. And I, I, I thank them for, you know, getting out there and, and doing those deliveries that they got to do. That said, you know, we're talking specifically about Diamond and the publishers here. So their, their you know, argument is we're not going to put our people in danger in order to get the comic books out the door. And the comic book stores are like, well, you're all we got. Mm-hmm. So true. it's 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 a bad situation for everybody. So that's I'm, a really good example, though, of of sort of a supply chain, you know, where it's, you know, everybody suffers because we're doing what we have to do in order to get by this. So on the bonus show this weekend, I had a, a buddy of mine join it. He is a uh, he has lettered for Marvel, DC, Independence um, for Ooh. almost ten years now. Uh, and I nice. actually, uh, you know, I wanted to talk to him about the whole aspect of you know uh, publishers pressing pause right now, kind of on the whole uh, on putting out comic books. And he had a pretty good conversation. Uh, we had a good conversation that. Uh, I think people should definitely be uh, check out if they can on our Patreon. But one uh, key takeaway that I thought was really interesting is uh, going into this uh, at the moment, kids, uh, you know, the, the comic book industry rather has not been doing well for a very long time. I think we know that despite what's going on with the movies and all the box office revenue there, the industry has not done well. Mm-hmm. Comic books are a form of entertainment where they can keep on put, pushing them out there in a digital format. And right now, I don't know about you guys, but I know people who are at home with their kids and they're at, they're at the point where they're, re- they're lifting those restrictions of too much iPad time, too much TV time, and they're letting them look at stuff. They're letting them read stuff as much as possible on their, on their devices. So, so long a, as that's what they're doing. Of course. Uh, but at a time where he was saying where they can capitalize on the moment because pub- these creators rarely see each other. Everything's over email, phone call, or video conference. They're, they're rarely ever in the same room where they could keep on uh, pumping out uh, material for people to check out. And at a time where they're desperate for eyeballs, uh, pressing, he said that pressing pause on everything um, is a, a big mistake for the industry as a whole um, regardless of what it would mean for Diamond or comic book store, which I thought was just an interesting point from someone from obviously, and, and of course he has some skin in the game as a freelancer who's working uh, in studios and everything now. But I just thought it was an interesting aspect because again, the industry has not done well for a very long time uh, in terms of their comic book sales. Yes, yeah. it's. <laughs> Kevin is talking, but we can't hear him. Yeah, I'm just messing around. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so where are we going with this? I saw the finger moving a lot. So I was like, oh, wow. I started doing it. it, and then I'm like, oh, I'm really going to drive the point home with my hand. There you go. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was one interesting aspect. Again, I kind of see everyone's point of view here. Um, but like I said, when, you know, when, the, when the comic book industry fell apart in the 90s, uh, we saw, you know, that was considered like a big turning point right there for the industry. Uh, and this, like I said, this may be another one right now in the industry. So it'll be kind of uh, interesting to see what they're trying to do to to get out of it like everybody else. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I, I feel like the comic industry needs to, this is going to sound, I'm going to make another meat reference like I did last year. I feel like we need to trim the fat off of a, uh, all the stuff we're putting out in the way of it's like 15 Good. different titles I feel like involving Gwenpool and like but, you know what? or whatever and I feel I, like I agree with we you don't, 100% we don't need 15 of them or yep. you know they're putting out all these wha- and I appreciate them you know like doing little things for characters because it's cool to see you know hey a Gwenpool story could be interesting. I could appreciate that. Do we Not need really. eighty issues of Gwenpool? <laughs> no, we don't. We can it, saving. It, we can be saving the those glut, issues for something else. It's the glut of titles. It's something that Marvel addressed years ago, and they they boned sort of they pared down their um, well 
they boned. They pared down their titles <laughs> quite a bit, and they got rid of a lot of titles. And now they've they probably even whatever that number was at the time, if they've less than tripled that problem now, I'd be su- surprised. All you have to do is look at the order form, the diamond order form every month, um, yeah. and you see Marvel previews. Just you, you know, your local comic book store might have it for you to. Uh, to purchase or to peruse, um, uh, yeah, all you have to do is flip through that thing, and every you you can literally see the books that are not, you know, the books that are not doing well don't have alternate covers, and they don't, you know, and generally you're like, why would they do a book of this? You know, mm-hmm. like I'm not saying there's every character has its fans, but you know, at the same time, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm going to use a DC character reference here, even though it's a, you know, I'm talking about Marvel, the Condiment King does not need his own book. <laughs> you know, like, that's just one example. Uh, don't get me wrong. If if they put out a four-issue Condiment King book, I'd probably buy it, but that's DC. Um, Marvel, I mean, it's like every shred of everything has to have a book now. And then they have to do this m- mingling and jug- the Asgardians of the galaxy is a good example of that. Like, let's mix Asgard characters and and Guardians of, of the Galaxy characters and we'll get Asgardians of the Galaxy. It's just stupid. You know, it's a throwaway line in an MCU movie, which was perfect. And you know what? If if the book didn't exist before that, Thor's line, you know, where I get together again, the Asgardians of the galaxy, that would have been one of the funniest lines in the movie. (laughs) But no, because it's already being laughed at because Marvel's using it as a book title. You know, like, it, you're totally right. A hundred percent, Sandwich. I could not agree with you more. I find myself in shock that I'm agreeing with you this much. But if, <laughs> you're totally right. Uh, if they want to do better, they need to pare down the number of titles that they're doing and put some, create more, maybe more creativity or more focus in the titles that they have. You know, there's a lot of Batman titles, too. That yeah. said... Not only do each of them stand on their own and not fold reference into three other books that you need to read in order to understand what's going on, mostly. Sometimes there are crossover events. But, you know, even in there, there's a couple of books, I think, that could be eliminated. So, yeah, 100%. I'm totally agreeing with you on that. I mean, when I first started really buying comics, I was spending way more than I should have been spending on comics. So I was like, oh, I want to read this, I want to read this. And then I realized, wow, half of this I really don't care about. I'm just reading it because I've been reading it. Like, no offense to OG. I was reading Green Arrow. I didn't really care about Green Arrow that much. And I was 20 years in, like, why am I buying this? <laughs> and I trimmed, I kept trimming and trimming and trimming and trimming. And now I'm reading, like, two things. And I feel like I'm way happier than I was when I was reading 80 things. Yeah, I can name all the titles yeah, I that I read. Uh, I can, I'm reading less than 10 books on a regular basis. Uh, Daredevil, Captain America, Batman, Detective. I'm reading the Sean Murphy um, Batman books. What is that called? Curse uh, of the White Knight. I'm reading all the Curse of the White Knight something books. Something like that. Yeah, I dropped that one. Um, there's, there's actually another Marvel book that I was considering reading. It was kind of... Um, it was kind of an sort of like an X Men for magic for magic characters book. I don't know that it's premiered yet or not, but like their teacher is Doctor uh, is Doctor Voodoo or or what's his name? Oh shoot, I'm brother not brother his name brother Voodoo. Thank you very much. Yeah, like one of their teachers is like brother Voodoo. You put brother Voodoo in a book, chances are I'm gonna at least give it a look. Yeah, but I sense. actually liked the tone of what I saw. I saw this in the Marvel previews several months ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what? I hate Marvel books, but you know what? This sounds like it's gonna stand alone. It's gonna ha- kind of have its own continuity. It's got brother Voodoo in it, and I'll have some more of the magic characters of which I am not a big fan. But this just seems like it might be something worth reading. Uh, I haven't started reading yet, and I've already decided I'm reading it in trades. So technically, it doesn't count as a monthly book. But of all the month, oh, and Batman Beyond, I think that's it. I think I'm reading six books a month, maybe seven. That I'm maybe I'm forgetting one. Um, that's it. Where I used to read in in you know in the heyday of my life when I was maybe when I was Sandwich's age, I probably read not an exaggeration, probably forty or fifty titles a month. You know, probably. (laughs) 
Yeah. There were a lot then that were worth reading. You know, a lot of them are not worth reading. <laughs> that is, very You know, that's just the truth of it. And I've been reading, like Sandwich said also, to, to back up what Sandwich said, I've been reading Daredevil and Captain America practically since birth. You know, and X-Men also, but I bailed on that ship years ago. Yeah, same. Um, but when they, <laughs> you know, when they pulled Daredevil out, uh, I think I've said this on the show before, when they pulled Daredevil out of Hell's Kitchen and they put him in San Francisco, I stopped reading the book. And I stopped buying the book. At some point, I'm going to have to get those issues, I think. But yeah. till then, you know. Uh, but but the book came back ten times stronger than 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 when it left. Oh so, God, yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah, so it was worth it was worth the wait, you know. But yeah, hundred uh, percent. Sandwich and I are on the same page here. Yeah. Well, write the I, date down. If if anything, hopefully it helps uh, with a stronger uptick of maybe some of the independent comic books for some of the quality that's going on over there. So uh, we shall see. We shall see. Um, Those mostly I read in trades. Yeah, so if, if they if they trade it, what the hell is happening over there, Sandwich? Uh, my phone's overheating, so it's lagging. No, why is it moving around a lot? Because I was moving because I was lagging, and now I turned on my fan to try to cool down my room. Okay. Social social distancing at its best right now, folks. Um, (laughs) So a bit of a caveat news that Ah. dropped today. You're right? All right. What? Uh, Sorry, my phone keeps lagging. Fanta- fantastic. Uh, Disneyland's Adven- Avengers Campus will immerse the theme park attendees in the world of the Marvel Cinematic Universe with one key difference here. Thanos' Avengers Infinity War snap never happened. So I guess they're trying to make everything just kind of hunky-dory and everyone smiles while they're at Disney. Um, so it's just a small small uh, detour from the MCU uh, than what people are confirmed. Uh, uh, know what of what happened with the universe. So that's interesting that they would choose to go in that direction. Well, they can always change it like few five three five years down uh, five three five years down the road, rather, uh, to see how the movies uh, translate. So well, maybe that's maybe that's what they're doing. Like they don't want to spoil anything, or they don't want to leave it on a a, a dark dank note uh, at the moment. Did you hear the rumor mill? churning about what the next ant-man movie villain will be what is that Ooh, modok what Ooh, yeah hey and I, that apparently he may make an appearance in the mcu in one of the disney plus shows before he becomes the villain uh uh before he becomes the villain in um the ant-man movie all right. Will, yes. Will says they didn't want to lose Iron Man or Black Widow for the parks. Yes, that's no, probably that's, true. That's very true. How the hell you put Mo- All right. Well, we'll see how that goes. How the hell do you, that's what, I'm with you. How do you do Modoc? No idea. Yeah. Uh, that's a ridiculous character. And I, I don't blame them for wanting to try to bring it in because no, if they're successful not. bringing in Modoc, let's be honest. They can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, they can already print money at this point, but uh, they, they have already... Arnim Zola, and I thought the Arnim Zola, the MCU Arnim Zola representation, all the different times he was represented was great. I thought it was fantastic. I was, I was surprised how much I liked it. But I mean, it, it especially made... in was it in Winter Soldier where they reactivated him after years? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was great. It felt natural. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoiler uh, alert. It felt very natural uh, and did not yeah. feel forced. So it was, uh, I thought, it was fantastic. I mean, how can yep. you, they've, they've done agree. so well right now that, uh, you know, once the movies kind of start rolling out again, or at least one Black Widow, I should say, um, you know, yeah, I just have faith going into it. So, just, In, you know, what I'm happy most about what they're doing with these TV shows now is, there's so much more a part of the universe than the Netflix shows were. Where, like, when I was watching the Netflix shows, you could forget all about the Avengers stuff happening in Sokovia or this or that. It's, like, irrelevant. You don't need to know that. But these shows are, like, actually actively part of the universe. And that's awesome. You know, if they're going to have MODOK in a TV show and translate him to a movie, that's awesome, you know? Mm-hmm. You, you kind of knew that these guys on Netflix, you know, 
Daredevil, Punisher, Luke Cage. All, they were kind of stuck in this TV universe. You knew there was like no shot. Well, they of them. they definitely they definitely tied them in because they were definitely part of the universe. So we should say that. And also, no, no, no yeah. But. One of the other rumors that's going around, and Kevin Smith, I think, is the is the one who perpetuated this, then backpedaled it a bit. Which could mean one of two things. Either he knows it's happening and he shouldn't have said anything and now he backpedals. Or he really was just taking a stab at it and everyone ran with it. Um, be, you know, like he heard a rumor and he perpetuated it and now he's getting, you know, he's backpedaling uh, because, you know, it may not be true kind of thing. Okay. I happen to think it's the former, meaning I happen to think he maybe knows something, but I don't know for sure. Um, that... Um, Matt Murdock may show up in the next Spider-Man movie. That would be awesome. That would be fantastic. No, what would be awesome is if it was Charlie Cox. So they remained with continuity. That's that would the be the only awesome. way to make it any better. That would be phenomenal. Yeah. And then for him, if he has some sort of little something uh, action-wise in there and, some, and, and that the fans go, that was really cool, that will bring Daredevil back in some form, maybe on Hulu, because that, that rumor is persistent, that they're going to try to work Daredevil at least back into Hulu. Um, that would be really great if that was the case. Now, I do remember when, if I remember correctly, which I know I, I probably don't, when they pulled the Netflix deal... When they pulled the Netflix deal, uh, they could not use those characters, I believe, for three years. Yeah, I remember something about them not being able to be to 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 do anything with them for three years. Mm -hmm. However, I think it's been two already, hasn't it? it near it, enough. It feels it damn near feels like it. Now, I also don't mean, know if that means the release of the uh, the Netflix shows. Did that mean the wrap of production on the shows like when did the right, three years right. start exactly uh and, and if it's three years even exactly uh and daredevil did end uh a little sooner rather than later uh, i know remember jessica jones was the last one i don't remember when daredevil fell into that fold there but i think the most important of i think the most important character of all of them though with with respect is daredevil and it's not because i'm a huge daredevil fan i am but I think of the, all the characters in the Netflix universe, I think Daredevil is the most important one. He's a the other ones have their place. Street-level characters always have their place. And Daredevil is definitely a street-level character. All those characters could be interaction, I interacting with Spider-Man, though. Mm -hmm. All no, of them. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and did you hear that there um, in the rumor mill department, did you hear that a trailer for Venom 2 leaked out somewhere i heard about that yes yeah and that uh apparently whoever saw it is really liking carnage um <laughs> who is being portrayed by woody harrelson mm -hmm. which i think is really interesting so anyway yeah. yeah i heard that too this week so we'll see what happens there um should we save no we do have a game stuff should we hit on this uh story or do we want to save it after no, let's Actually, let's take break. a break. It's been a while. All right. Uh, great. So with that, Mr. Big Kev. With that, we will take a break on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode number... 583. The one we're calling... One Damn Minute. And we'll be right back. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step -step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Ahoy hoy, welcome to Game Stuff. I'm your host, Coke Logic. Resident Evil 3 Remake has been released. It's a faithful remake of the PlayStation 1 game from 1999, which is why I was shocked to see that people complain online that it's only about 6 hours and not as good as Resident Evil 2. No shit. This has been known for 19 years. The audio and visuals are the part that got remade. 
If they start changing the story and characters, people would be mad. Although the exception to remakes will be Final Fantasy VII Remake when it comes out exclusively for PlayStation 4 this Friday, April 10th. It's getting amazing word of mouth, and if you play the demo, you'll know it's true. It's a small spark of light in a pit of despair. Other announcements, No Man's Sky just released a patch adding XO Mechs. And as much as I have a chip on my shoulder about those lying developers, that seems really cool, and maybe enough to reinstall and check it out. And then, uninstall once more. And finally, while I hate reporting on rumors, this one is so good I hope to will it into existence, even if it's fake. To celebrate Super Mario's 35th anniversary, Nintendo will be remastering Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, Super Mario Galaxy, and Super Mario 3D World. And perhaps, all in one package. Due out this year, 2020. Which would sell millions of copies, make millions of dollars, and it's totally a thing that they should do. Please stay inside. This is CokeLogic signing off for Game Stuff. Hey, this is Rob Paulson, better known as Pinky, and Maurice LaMarche, better known as The Brain. Yes, and you are listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. <laughs> no. Quiet, Pinky, or I shall have to hurt you. They're Pinky and the Brain, 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 Brain. Narf! Live from Studio M, the sandwich shop, and Big Kev's Big Kahuna Studios, it's Geek Stuff TNG. You just heard a lovely little sponsor from our friends over at Build X-Wing. Build X-Wing, home to the one and only 118 skill X-Wing on the market, which is perfect for your three and three quarter figures. It's a great piece for collector guys and diorama guys and people who just like things in scale. It's fully detailed and fully realized. Comes with many fabulous things like places for the bombs to go, the ship has working lights, R2D2 goes boop, bop, and beep, and the X-Foils open in attack position. We here at Geeks of TNG always highlight the Deluxe Edition, which comes with many fabulous features like working landing lights, static figures, the little people mover, and a static Luke Skywalker for the cockpit. Uh, the X-Wing parts also come into the Fabulous Home Magazine Guide, which gives you fun little background information and source material. And it eventually comes with a nice little binder. You can bind all the magazines together, display it on your bookshelf or anywhere else in your lovely home, and just really appreciate it along with the X-Wing that you have constructed over time. So we here at Q15G, with a bit uh, stolen from Big Kev, always like to say, you're going to be at a convention with your friends after this quarantine. You've been in the home for a while, you you're going to want to go outside, you want to see some things. And you're going to go to a convention with your friends, and you're going to see this beautiful X-Wing displayed. You're going to say, I've been locked up in the house, I've been cooped up, you know, I really need a win right now. This X-Wing is my win. So you're going to walk over to the guy and say, that X-Wing is beautiful, I love it, I've been a Star Wars guy for a while. How much does that cost? He's going to say, X amount of dollars. And you're going to say, well, you know, in times of quarantine, you know, maybe it was hard for you to work. Maybe you didn't get as much money as you usually do because of cutbacks. What this does, especially in times like this, it gives you an affordable way to get that beautiful X-Wing that you've wanted your entire life. And in times like this where people have to cut back and people have to, you know, not spend the fullest that they want, this will help you, you know, ease back into your collection part of your life and it won't hurt your wallet at the same time. So if you want to reach them, they're at buildxwing.com. They're also at 877-544-6779. Huh, well done, Young Sandwich. Well done. Well indeed. done. Well um, done. You know, an another thing I want to actually pimp out uh, before I forget is I'd like to pimp out uh, Highlander Games Ooh. in lovely Booton, New Jersey. Um, I was talking to the proprietor over there. And uh, hooked me up with some uh, games that I was able to buy at his local shop uh, through his Facebook site uh, nice. page. And uh, he sold me some uh, some games that me and the Squeeze will uh, tackle uh, within the next week or so. Some like mystery puzzle games. Nice. Um, you know, something to help us uh, pass the time during this whole quarantine. We situation. all know how you're passing the time. Just stop it. <laughs> well, sometimes you need like, you know. You need you need electrolytes, you know. You need to replenish. She's not called the squeeze for nothing. Oh, so. 
<laughs> sandwich. I don't know that's... why you're gasping like that. You've said much mean or such terrible things before. Like, he, and what I said was not mean. He's giving a actually, compliment. He's giving a compliment. I, that her was the squeeze sandwich is actually a reference to a movie called Escape from New York that I know that you haven't seen. <laughs> I watched it so... twice last week. <laughs> What's that? I watched it twice last week. There you go. See? Do you know, Monty, did you know that's one of my favorite movies? It's a great movie. I love. It I, is. Dude, I'll never forget watching that and Escape from L.A. as a kid, both those movies. Uh, uh, well, yes, but I just enjoyed them so much. I mean, mostly New York because, you know, growing up. Uh, in Do you know York. that I have, I have a half sheet signed by most of the cast? Shut the fuck up. Yeah, including... including um, the director. Oh, dude, that's great. And Kurt Russell. Dude, that's a great underrated movie. Oh, agreed. Totally. Great. I, I think it did. Or no, the second one did terrible at the box office. The first one. The second really one did not do well. And rightfully so. Because it was based. It was It was in many ways. It was just. They, they really just kind of retold Escape from New York. But put it in an L.A. context in many ways. They also changed some, or not really changed. They kind of added some things to the character, which I thought were a bit much. Mm-hmm. Um, I still like it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I still like the movie, um, but I only like I only like it because he's in it. You know. Yeah, it was uh, the. I mean, the first movie is is fantastic. And um, bit of trivia. I'm sure we've talked about this on the program, but I always like to bring this up. You know, Kurt Russell made the first one. Came out in 1981, which means they shot it probably in 1980. Right? Probably. 1980. They made the second one. I don't even remember what year it was, but it was like, it, was like it had to be at least three, wasn't it? Like 92? Was it nine? No, it had to be later than that. Um, <laughs> We're going to find out right now. 96. 96? Yeah, man. Wow. So 96. So that's 16 years later, right? That mm-hmm. he's making this movie 15 years later. It's the only costume Kurt Russell ever kept from any of his movies. And as you know, if you don't know, Kurt Russell was one of the Disney kids in the late 60s and in the into the 70s where they did a he did a bunch of live action movies for Disney that no one remembers, thankfully, because <laughs> they're awful. Um, but the point is, is that he it's the only costume that he ever kept from any of his movies. Hmm. And he wore it because he still fit in it. He wore it. Um, for the opening scenes of Escape from L.A. Oh, badass. Yeah. I, I, forgot I thought that was really John cool. Carpenter. Cool piece of trivia. Yeah, John Carpenter. John Carpenter, yeah. Uh, had, the, had a budget, of, just going off here for the second movie, budget of $25.5 million. Uh, excuse me. Had a, a budget of $50 million, but a box office of $25.5 it? Do you have the info on the first one? Budget $4.83. That sounds about right, give or take right there. Because if that movie cost more than two million in 1980, I would be surprised. Uh, I know. I mean, I know it was super cheap. Uh, it had a box office of 25 million, but I think it was like only a few million to make it the movie, something like yeah. that. Yeah, and it's a classic. It's absolutely a classic. That yeah. one. So, um, yeah. Yeah. If you've never checked it out, you're looking for a movie to watch during uh, your quarantine. Mm-hmm. Give uh, Give Old Escape from New York a try, and. If you do watch it during your quarantine for the first time, give us a call at the GVM line. 201-730-2547. And let us know what you thought of it. And you might hear your episode, uh, yourself on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. Indeed. Uh, so it's actually Ooh. streaming right now for free on Shutter for folks. Uh, because right now you can use the code SHUTIN uh, and get a free month uh, of the, the streaming service. Oh, nice. so... That's so interesting. I might even. Uh, I did that for. Did, did I tell you this last week? Maybe I did. What's that? I did that for CBS. Yes. Yes. yes you were saying for CBS All for Access. Picard and I jammed and... Picard in. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I really did. I didn't love it. I liked it. Um, I am now gonna jump into Beyond, um, and uh-huh. try to slam out those two seasons before i get charged <laughs> um uh but that's it there's nothing else on there worth oh and then they have like the star trek shorts as well there's yeah. some shorts or something uh, so hopefully i'll jam all of that out i've been trying to do two a night um we'll see if that pace continues uh, and uh get through it but i haven't started it yet i just finished picard last night so so i i will say i'm watching the documentary on shutter called cursed films uh, the first episode talked about um, 
some poltergeist. Uh, well, that's I believe that's the second episode. The first one was yeah. on the Exorcist. What was the first one? Exorcist. Oh yeah, which <laughs> yeah, which t- t- not as not as bad as Poltergeist. Yeah, as uh, far as I, I will goes. I will say the first. Well, no, not like like, um, not cursing, but in terms of like being cursed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a surgeon. Yeah, uh, not as bad as Poltergeist. Yeah, uh, but I will say Exorcist was the movie that scared me the most in the theaters that I've ever seen. I saw for a re-release in uh, I think like 2002, something like that. Um, and it was a very good episode. It was about a half hour long. Um, very well done, very well shot. I'm also watching uh, McMillions on HBO. If you do not have HBO, uh, you can get, I believe it's on HBO now. There's a certain slate of shows and movies that you can get for free right now. And one of which is that uh, uh, Monopoly McDonald's documentary. Oh, yeah, yeah. I started watching that. We're we're one episode in there, but we're enjoying both of them. I mean, the the McMillions thing is a lot longer. Um, and Sandwich, of course, is watching the meat go by. Uh, actually, me and the family watched the Mr. Rogers movie yesterday. Mm-hmm. Which that was one? really good. The, the one with Tom Hanks or the Tom Hanks one? The Tom Hanks one. All right, now you got to watch that was the good excellent. one. No, that was excellent. Come I'm on. not saying it's not excellent. You need to watch the documentary. It will change your life. I watched a bit of that actually a long time I, Tom ago. Tom Hanks was won't was the Tom Hanks one? Won't you be my neighbor? I think that's what it was called, yes. something like that. Then you have to watch what it, the document. I can't remember what the documentary was called. If, if if Tom Hanks was "Won't You Be My Neighbor," then the documentary was "It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood." Maybe, maybe, I can't maybe, remember right now. something like that. You need to watch that one, sir. If you've watched the Tom Hanks one, you you've only seen half of half of the story. Honestly, uh-huh. that guy was that guy. If there was ever a saint walking on the earth, it was Fred Rogers, in my opinion. So I, I anyway, would give you that one there for sure. Uh, you know, it's worth pointing out that we had a lovely game stuff uh, during oh, our commercial yes. break. So thank you, Mister Coke Logic. Appreciate it. Uh, and of course, I I feel like this news dropped about two minutes after you sent me the file for game stuff for this week. But Sony <laughs> unveiled its new DualSense controller for the PlayStation 5. So um, it's the, I mean, they're trying to make it look as high-end as possible. Uh, it, it has a, it, it's a little bit of a different uh, controller shape compared to the PS4. Uh, as of right now, the buttons look like they're for the most part in the same position uh, with some with the dual haptic uh, feedback. Um, I mean, it's very very high end. It's still within like the the big design. Um, oh yeah. But it looks like they're gonna uh, it's roll out some more details. There's gonna be a share button that has been also has a that's gonna be called the create button that will offer new ways for creators to. Uh, Share their ga- gameplay with the world because that's what everyone needs to do right now. Um, and I think they're just going to be rolling out some more of the features when we get a little bit closer to launch, which I believe is happening in the fall. Uh, yeah, in terms of the towards look, the end of the year. In, ter- in terms of the look of the controller, it looks okay. Uh, it looks like something that's going to be out of Tron a little bit, perhaps, maybe. Um, oh, send me that picture. I want to see that. It's in. It's in the. It's in the prep sheet, sir. He doesn't have oh. access to it. I, I don't have the prep sheet at the moment because oh. uh, we have a show. So. I will try to get that to you. There you uh, go. Um, no, no, I can see that. I can just look at it after the show. I just didn't realize it was in the prep sheet. Yeah. Just, yeah. Again, I think it's okay. Um, yeah, I mean, we're so still so super early right now with all of this. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't really know what to say. Like, yeah, it looks okay. So from from what I'm looking at, um, the way that they're taking these consoles they're trying to get closer and closer to just basically a gaming pc from what i've heard about specs and you know what the devices can do themselves uh so i feel like this is almost them trying to make a mouse that looks like a controller because from what i've seen from those like professional gaming mouses and professional gaming hardware this kind of looks like a version of that Mm -hmm. um there's a built-in microphone in this controller which i think is interesting I don't know how high quality it is because in a controller, I feel like that lends itself to be kind of um, subpar is the word I'm going to use. But 
you know, maybe it could work. I also saw in the article here that the triggers can be um, configured for certain games, apparently. So maybe if you're playing a shooting game, it should it can be made to sh- tap quicker or something. I feel like that's a feature no one really asked for, but we'll take it. Sure. Why not? <laughs> uh, they also had a USB port somewhere for the controller, I guess, to charge it. Which is just good because you can charge your controllers. It's always a pain in the ass. It's like a USB C thing on the back end of the controller, yeah. which is normal. I'm going through a lot of batteries. Yeah, I just, use rechargeable batteries, and I have them in a, like a charging port at all times. So I, I try to limit the feel bad of a dying controller. Um, I think it looks actually. I feel like they could have done more with this controller. I'm looking at it. It's all right. It looks future, but I mean. It looks like a controller that you just kind of troned up. Literally, that's actually a great way of putting it. It looks like a Tron-style PS4 controller. Like, it does not look anything special to me whatsoever. I'm also an Xbox fan, so maybe I'm a little biased. I'm not against the PlayStation, you know. If the if the PS5 ends up being better than the PlayStation, maybe I'll get a PS5. Who knows? It'll be $1,000 either way. Now, we don't have the control. Uh, Do we have the controller for the next Xbox? No, I no, don't, think, I don't have, think I don't think so. We have with the Xbox, whatever they're calling it. I don't know what they, they're calling it. Scarlet. Right is that the official name, or is that the the the, the code name? Tra- the code name. I'm not. I, I honestly don't know. The only thing I know about it for sure is that you will be able to play games on a PC. Yeah, like you can slide the game. You can slide the disc from your Xbox into the PC, which I think in this day and age. I guess is appealing to some game players, but what they're really saying here is that, you know, normally the PC guys have had to wait until they cycled up the games for PC. Well, now they're coming out of the gate. The game on the console will be the game on the PC. So I, you must understand how much power they're packing into the Xbox Scarlet or whatever the hell it's called. You must understand they must be putting, an extreme amount of power in there in order to be able to do that for sure. So I, I guess that's a good thing. I don't know. I'm not a PC gamer, so I don't know really. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's, that's the only thing. Those are the only two things. Someone called it Scarlet or they've been calling it Scarlet and that the games will slide over to the PC. That's all I know. So, um, there's been released pictures of at least the console for the Xbox. I'm seeing Scarlet. I'm seeing Xbox Series X. I don't know what the official name is. Um, it looks like kind of just like a monolith of just Xbox. <laughs> like it looks kind of slim mm-hmm. and just like a <laughs> like it, it can't be much bigger. Seriously, than like a like a fucking I don't know how to describe. It. it looks like Alexa. Honestly, it looks like an Xbox Alexa. Well, it it's got to be. Uh... It's got to be a little different than that if discs still are popping in there. Oh, yeah. But it, it's so about size that wise, size, it probably. has to be, I mean, at least, I would think it would have to be at least the size of the Xbox, half the size of the Xbox One to accommodate a drive and everything else that they put in it. So that would be my guess. If yeah. you literally cut the Xbox One in half just right of the disc, I would say that's probably the size. So be. looking at this picture here that I found, uh, I don't know how to get to you guys. Maybe I'll put it in Discord after the show. It looks like it's about the size of a normal Xbox controller, Kev, for your uh, frame of reference. We're talking it's about like, the controller now? The console itself is about the size of a controller, like wide. If For really? a frame of reference there, yes. For, for and what, about which one, the Xbox? The new Xbox is about the size of the controller that we have now. It's a weird compare. I don't know if that makes sense. What I'm saying, it doesn't. But okay, if you look at your controller, it's about that wide. Okay, uh, okay, because that's almost as wide as half an Xbox One is now. So okay, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, and it looks kind of yeah, tall. So it be. looks like it's supposed to go on its side, I guess. Or yeah. Yeah. so they're going to use a stand-up variation rather than the classic long and flat like VCR or or. DVD player sort of version they've been using where it lies flat. I mean, the way I feel like gaming is going now, 
everything is kind of aiming towards like the PC. I feel like so this is them. I the P- PlayStation Five and Xbox Scarlet or whatever you want to call it. It's just we're trying to get to PC gaming. Well, because... that's not. I don't think it's ever going to happen because well, people get well, scared of PCs, and I don't want one. You know, so therefore, I, I certainly am not going to go that direction. And I think consoles, I think consoles are going to have a place so long as they continue to provide content for people that people like. Oh, well, without having else? to go through that whole, I have a keyboard, I have to put in an operating system, and all that bullshit. What I'm saying is, you know, in some games I play, not with Kev, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm working on it. Um, there were cross-playing so i'll play call of duty i can play with pc players playstation players and xbox players all in one game yeah i get it and i think what they're trying to do now is people in pc kind of look down on console they're trying to get us on that level i feel like where everyone's on an equal playing field so you don't feel like you're being left behind by the guys on pc who can just do ridiculous things because there's so much more adaptability and customization as opposed to a controller on a keyboard. You know, a keyboard, you can do a lot of things. You can bind certain actions to keys. Or on a controller, you're stuck with what you got. But I could ramble about this for a while, so I don't want to. <laughs> That's why I just sat back and I'm like, let you do your thing, because I have absolutely no skill in the game on this one. Um, uh, Monty, pl- they can all play DVDs. Monty still has his uh, Nintendo... Uh, the NES, the original one. That's yeah. a, that's upstairs. So. I have the Nintendo 64 sitting. In the that's the room. one. The 64 is the one that he has hooked up. I am actually in the progress of playing Ocarina of Time again. Uh, on the which I think what when did that come out? 1996. I owned one of those. I owned it. I owned a 64 only for GoldenEye. I have GoldenEye too. I think I only Love, have hated that game. I think I only have like three or four games uh, for it right. still. So, but it was an excellent system, and uh, I have I have fun playing just the older stuff. All right. That. So it's the it's the time of the show where I date myself with things that came out. So this came out November twenty third, nineteen ninety eight. I was a, a a week after my second birthday. <laughs> So, guys, I hear the wrap-up music playing right about now. Uh, you can reach us each and every week over at GeekStuffTNG. That will be on the Twitter. That will be on the Instagram uh, and the Facebook as well. You can find me online as Monty's Mayhem, M-O-N-T-E-S-M-A-Y-H-E-M, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Snapchat, and on YouTube. Mr. Big Kev, sir. Uh, you can find me on the Xbox One network uh, under Big Kev GS, um, usually bringing Law and Order to a lawless West with such characters as Cousin Dave, Uncle Eric, Jay Ham, Mumbles. And if you want to pop on in, you know, send me a message and I'll let you pop on in. You can pet the sandwich in our uh, posse's camp, our new puppy. Ah. Uh. <laughs> and uh, I am BK Geek Stuff everywhere else. Lovely. And to the demoted sandwich. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram and the Xbox One Network, where I'll be soon making my valiant return over the sunrise back into the posse at Fat Dumbledore, F A T D O M B L E D O R E. It's okay. It's still funny, even even after all this time. It's so It'll good. never be like the first time when when Mr. Monty just lost his shit, but it's still funny every time. I, I'll, I'll never forget as he freezes like that. Uh, I oh will... my God, that's great. <laughs> uh, He's about uh, to defend I, it, and he freezes up. Yeah. Oh, I'll take a screen grab on the Instagram. Uh, I'll never forget. That, I'll... Uh, Mr. Mayhem. We will. What, what am I forgetting? Sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, no, just go on. With that, Mr. Mayhem and what's left of the sandwich, <laughs> uh, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG to a call. Oh, there he is. There he is, <laughs> showing up just in time. Just in time. Yeah. We'll bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 583. 33. <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> 533, the one we called One Damn Minute, mm-hmm. uh, to a close. The way we end some shows by saying... Actually, really quickly, guys, I'm going to actually just kind of call an audible on this part. Uh, because uh, unfortunately, just with everything going on, with uh, the coronavirus and everything, uh, not only do I did I have some uh, people that I know who unfortunately passed away, but there was a certain celebrity who I thought was really uh, prominent uh, that I would like to mention here. So uh, on that note, good night, Adam Schlesinger, wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. Sat together in period one, Fridays at 8.15. Now I see your face in the strangest places, movies and magazines. I saw you talking to Christopher Walken on my TV screen. But I will Seems to be where everybody